When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Dear Pats Nation, there are two debates that rage across the Patriots fan base. The first one is Belichick versus Brady. And frankly, that's a debate that will never be settled, even if you think you're on the right side of the argument. The other debate can be solved this season, and that is whether or not Cam Newton is the right quarterback for the Patriots this season. We all know that the fan base is split, but now Tom Brady's throwing coach has added a lot of fuel to the fire. And I can't wait, can't wait to see what Patriot fans have to say about it here on the Dear Pats Nation podcast. Because I think the purpose of faith is to get human beings to live on a higher plane than the animals in the jungle and that there's something bigger going on that's bigger than all of us. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Ray. I'm with my boy, Connor, and welcome to the Dear Pats Nation podcast. Before we get started, we have to throw out a big congratulations to the UMass Minutemen hockey team for winning the national championship because they say that UMass Lowell sucks and is fake. Wow. Wow. Very messed up, man. My alma mater, UMass Lowell. When I went there, they were the number one team in hockey. Were they really? Are you just saying that or were they? No, I know they were. They're they're usually really good. I don't know if they're still good, but that was only six years ago. They were the the number one team in the country when I was there. So I didn't really care. I don't watch hockey, but they went to like the final four and everything like or the frozen four and all that kind of so, stuff. Something like that. Yeah. Yep. I uh, met the goalie. That was the goalie at the time. His name was also Connor. And now he's in the NHL. What's his name? Connor. Boychuk or something? I, f- I forget. He might. I think he plays for a Canadian team now. Really? I think he plays for Calgary. His name is Connor? Yes, his first name's definitely Connor because I remember Connor. I met him at a party. He was the backup goalie when I met him. Not and then I Connor remember McKenzie. He, Connor something. It was definitely, first name was definitely Connor. Mackey? Does he play for, is he in the NHL as a goalie? Well, right here it says the Flames signed Connor Mackey. It could be him. He's a he's a goalie for the Flames. They're Calgary, right? I don't watch hockey. Me neither. I know I'm a bad Canadian for that, but yeah. Okay, well, congratulations, Connor. Your alma mater uh, won the national championship, and they don't suck, and they're not fake. My, my alma mater's cousin, which I went to many, many, many times on the weekends out there at UMass Amherst. Congratulations to them. McChicken, I know you're happy. He's a big UMass I Amherst guy. <laughs> No idea how to transition. I'm just going to transition. Maybe that's where he's going to college. So you didn't go to Lowell. You went to the other one? No, I went to UMass Lowell, but I was at UMass Amherst very frequently. Oh, okay, but but Lowell won the national championship. Amherst won this time. 
Oh, that's why McChicken's giving me a hard time because I went to Lowell and Amherst one. Is there like a big? Is this like a civil war in mass that I just don't get? Very well, could be. I just don't know about it. Okay, so you guys are fake and suck then. That's what you're saying? Oh yes, yes. And this person also. This person brought up the person who it was, Connor Hellebuich. This one, yeah, that was that was the kid that I met that went to UMass Lowell. It's in the NHL. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Um, so one of the NFL's best, <laughs> one of the NFL's best quarterback gurus, gurus and Tom Brady's throwing coach is predicting a bounce back season for Mr. Cameron Newton. Uh, between a shortened off season, Newton working his way back from a foot injury and then getting COVID-19 himself, Murphy's Law was alive and well in 2020, and Tom House thinks that they are bound to brighten up this season. He said, quote, it was the perfect storm in the wrong direction. I'm looking at the perfect storm in the right direction. And I can only imagine what everybody's reaction is going to be. But Connor, before we can start, I need to tell the people that support for Dear Pats Nation is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below the waist grooming. When was the last time you could see behind the bushes? Connor, when was the last time you could see behind the bushes? 1988. 1988. So you need to get back into the male grooming game. Is that what you're saying? That's what they say. You know, the problem is there's so many products out there that claim to be made for all your hygiene needs. But when you look at the razors and just they're there to shave your face. And I can't imagine using a product that's designed for your face on my balls. I'm looking for products that are specifically designed for my private parts, the tugging, the cuts, the razor burn. Why in the world would I even think about cleaning up my boys with a product not made for them? But here's the good news. You want the good news, Connor? I'm ready for the good news. See, when we look at products, that's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team spent 18 months, imagine that, Connor, 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created and just released the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. Their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to the advanced skin technology pioneered by Manscaped. Manscaped obsesses over technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. They also only use the best ingredients for all of their formulations. So when you trim the bushes, Connor, the tree stands taller. I don't have to explain that to you. You get that, right? Nice. We're just doing a little bit of yard work below the belt. Listen, when I tell you that this is premium, dude, I mean that this is premium. This battery, for someone like you who hasn't cleaned up since 1988, it will last up to 90 minutes. So you're able to take that longer shave and you may need that full 90 minutes if it's been since 88 since you've seen behind the bushes. Now, one of the coolest features is the LED light which illuminates the grooming areas for a closer and more precise trim. They've also upgraded to a 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology. And let's not forget about that charging stand. Show your mower off loud and proud, Connor, because they have this intelligently designed stand and it's convenient charging dock that's powered by USB. And guys, if you're listening to me speak right now, you are one of the first people to hear about this life-changing product and I want you to experience it firsthand for yourself. 
Connor, you've got to trim that junk of yours, and so does everybody else who's been putting it off. And get 20% off plus free shipping with the code RAYROUTE at manscaped.com. Level up your hygiene routine with the only the best manscaping tools your balls will thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code RAYROUTE. That's R-A-Y-R-A-U-T-H. Connor, what is it? R-A-Y-R-A-U-T-H. That's right. Get it at RayRoute at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com. Use the code RayRoute. Trim your junk with Manscaped. Support Dear Pats Nation in style by gearing yourself up with some DPN merchandise over at teesprings.com slash stores slash DPN. We have left the link in the description of this YouTube video and on the podcast. What's going on, Connor? Happy Sunday. New starting week for the podcast. Day number one. It's like our Monday, but it's Sunday. How are you doing today, buddy? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How are you? I can't complain. Can't complain. Happy yeah. with the Red Sox performance today? Very much so. Yeah, they, they put up two touchdowns today. That was good. <laughs> two touchdowns. Good I like for to them. see that. Yeah. Did Nick Folk kick the extra points? He made both of them, yes, in this scenario. They had 14, so that means Nick Folk would have been two for two, which he always is. Do you see, we're not going to stay all day on the Red Sox, but do you see them sustaining this or do you think that it's going to drop off? (laughs) No, there's no chance. I mean, there's, it has to drop off. I mean, JD Martinez, I saw today is on pace to hit 72 home runs. I mean, obviously that's not going to happen. I think it's going to drop off a bit, but this, this shows that they're capable of being a legit team, obviously. All right, dude. So I'm excited to talk about Tom House's comments on Cam Newton, because I just said the other day, I'm sick about talking about Cam Newton, but. You know, when Tom Brady's throwing coach thinks he's going to bounce back, it's kind of an exciting thing to talk about. But first, we got to do a quick review of our last episode where we talked about Mike Lombardi saying he didn't see the Patriots trading up for uh, in the draft for Justin Fields or Trey Lance. And since not yep. everybody can tune in live, are you ready to take a blind look at the comments? I haven't looked at them yet. Are you ready to look Ab- at them? Absolutely. See what some people had to say? Yep. All right. So here's the first one. Comes from Joe Seppi says, I'm sure he, assuming Lombardi, couldn't see Bill Belichick spend hundreds of millions of dollars in free agency either. And that could be a very true statement, no? Right. Right, because... No, I don't think anybody saw that coming. I don't remember one person predicting that it would be like that, to that extent. Yeah, and I think because of that, I've said it that this isn't a typical Patriots offseason. No, definitely not. And because it's not a pay- typical Patriots offseason, should we not just expect maybe we'll see the unexpected? Mm-hmm. We definitely will. We have so far. All right. Thank you for going deep with that. And <laughs> <laughs> Love Vibration Nation says, okay, who will have the most wins, Daniel Jones or Cam Newton? So who's going to have more wins, the Giants or the Patriots? And will both guys play long enough to see who has the most wins? Love Vibration Nation. I love you, man. But I, this is a borderline insulting um, towards Cam Newton, I think. Obviously, he had a very bad season last season. But Daniel Jones, I think, is going to be the epitome of the Giants. I think they're going to win six or seven games every year as long as he's the quarterback. I think the Patriots are going to take a huge leap forward. I would not be surprised if they won twice as many games as the Giants. Oh, man. I feel so much different about Daniel Jones than you do. Why? You think he's going to be good? I think he's a good quarterback. I think that I think he's all right. I think that he had an offensive line who struggled this year. 
He had a rookie who never lived up to his expectations on the line. His wide receivers were hurt a lot this season. When you talk, they had a brand new head coach. And when we're talking about all the things that Cam Newton had going for him, I mean, he had bad head coaches before Joe Judge. Then he gets a brand new head coach. You're talking new systems, new plays, new everything. I think Daniel Jones is going to take a massive leap. Everything that's being said about Daniel Jones reminds me of what people said about Josh Allen. That's what I bring up a lot. I think that Daniel Jones is going to be a good quarterback. That being said, I think the Patriots are a better team than the Giants this year, so I think the Patriots will have more wins. Yes, six to to eight wins, maybe, for the Giants, a a ceiling of 10, maybe 11 if they have a really good year, probably a floor of six to seven. But I think, just my opinion, I think you're underestimating how good Daniel Jones could end up being. We'll see. I think it'll probably also depend on what happens with Saquon Barkley. I mean, he keeps getting injured, unfortunately, the past couple of seasons because he he's going to be a huge, uh, huge weapon for them if he's finally healthy. But here's why I think the Giants need to get him another weapon, because if you look at the Giants, they actually started playing better, and Daniel Jones started playing way better after Barkley got hurt last year. And I think it was because the whole offense ran through Saquon Barkley, and then right. after he got hurt, Joe Judge had no choice but to open up the playbook a little bit, let Daniel Jones do some other things, and you actually saw a massive improvement from the Giants. I think if they can get like a legit, like a Kyle Pitts or something of that nature, or a Waddle, one of those kind of players out of the draft and have two legit weapons, you know, this could be a much better team. Right, they should, and they they have a couple people. Darius Slayton I thought was pretty good last season. I think he was a rookie. Sterling Shepard struggles to stay healthy, but he, when he's out there, he's solid. Uh, Ingram, the tight end's all, always good. I don't know if he's still with the team or if he was a free agent, but yeah, they, they need one more person, I feel like. Pitts would probably be a great fit for the Giants. SG says, great job, guys. Thank you. Trade down to the late 20s, maybe two separate trade down trades. Then grab your offensive tackle. Use the second round pick to acquire and grab two cornerbacks. Woo. So SG doesn't even have the Patriots taking a quarterback in the first two rounds. Get your offensive tackle, grab a couple of cornerbacks. What are your thoughts on that? Oh, he said cornerbacks. I thought he said take a couple quarterbacks. No, cornerbacks. He doesn't even he doesn't even have them grabbing a quarterback in the first two rounds. Um I, I don't know about that. I think that they're going to get a quarterback in the first first two rounds, likely. I think either the first or the second, obviously. I don't know about cornerback. Um, the, right now, what's his name? Gilmore's still on the team. J.C. Jackson's still on the team. They have a lot of young talent. They obviously just signed Jalen Mills. I, I don't know if cornerback's going to be the most pressing issue. And Bill Belichick has shown that he can find corners very late in the draft. I mean, Malcolm Butler was an undrafted free agent. J.C. Jackson. J.C. Jackson. He was also undrafted, right? Yep, he was undrafted. I I don't see them spending some high draft capital on corners because it's not like a pressing issue for this season, but it might be a pressing issue in the next couple years. But Bill's shown that he can find people later in the draft. I think quarterback's more important. I now hope that they draft a quarterback, quarterback in the first round just so I can replay this over and over again on loop for you. I hope it's Asante Samuel Jr. if they do. Absolutely. <laughs> Just to piss us both off? <laughs> it's only fair, right? Oh, man. You know, one of the things I was thinking about today, and this kind of ties into what I just said to you, is I was talking to my wife about the No Sources podcast, and I said, you know, I, I need to reduce the amount, amount of work I'm putting in, and, and I can't do it every day kind of thing like I have been, right? Right, right. And I said it's funny because I think my old audience who knows me from like pre-you and Sarah and that, right? They recognize the asshole me 
right? Who goes after trolls and, and, you know, tells people off and stuff. Whereas here you control the chat. I think you purposely screen people away from me. So I can't see some of the things that, you know, will set me off. I do my best. So I said the new audience who only knows us is us. I said, I think you got one audience. that's like, Oh my God, Ray's like this. And then you got another part of the audience is like, yes, Ray is back. (laughs) (laughs) There's definitely people in the chat. It looks like one of two ways. People who are very new or people who have been around forever. Yeah, and the people who've been around forever know that I can just like I went off about NFL talk on the weekend. I went off on this guy Ryu. Like I just Yep. I'm familiar. I'm familiar. Well, obviously NFL talk, but I know Ryu as well. Yeah, he called me an idiot with an S, so I had to correct him that I'm an idiot when I'm by nice. myself. It's only idiots when Connor and I are together. I was man. gonna say when it's both of us, then that makes sense. But if it's if it's just one of us, then yeah, you gotta drop the S there. Absolutely. Friend of the show, Tia Thomas says, LOL, just wait till uh, Bill drafts a special teams player with the Brady comp pick. Connor, you did respond with the comment section (laughs) will implode. (laughs) It 110% will. If they don't, I mean, I think it's going to be, if they don't take a quarterback in the first two rounds, the comment section is going to implode. And so isn't Patriots Twitter. The first round, it's going to be touch and go. But if they don't have a quarterback going into round three, it's going to be an implosion for 75% of Patriots fan base. You, <laughs> well, and what, what is the thing that, what is the minimum for you to move to Florida? I believe it was first and second round. Somebody said that they were going to draft a long snapper and a punter. That's right. 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 Long, long snapper and, and either a punter or a kicker or something. So if they draft a long snapper or a punter in the first two rounds, then I have to move to Florida. We got a lot of comments on on our last episode. You guys can go check out those comments. We can't answer all of them, guys. Put the last one here. Anthony says, LOL, I started off way different. It was all about Trey Lance first when our season ended. Then I flipped to Mac Jones. Then after after all that, I just don't care. I believe in Bill to draft the proper quarterback. Excuse me. The proper quarterback, honestly. And I think that went down to where I was talking about how I started on as a Mac Jones guy and flip to a Trey Lance. So we went the opposite, but you tweeted something or, or quote tweeted something interesting today. And I don't know who was talking about it, but they were talking about like, there's been 50 quarterbacks taken in the first round. Yes. And only two Troy Aikman and Peyton yep. Manning have won a Super Bowl. Correct. Yeah. That's exactly what the stat was. And it was the past 44 years. I think the guy said, yeah. So that's like, and I loved your comment in fairness, Tom Brady won half of them. Right. But, <laughs> It just goes to show you just because you move up into the top five doesn't mean you're going to win a Super Bowl. Right. The overwhelming majority of people and the best quarterbacks in the league, when we go around from team to team right now, looking at all of the best quarterbacks, the overwhelming majority of them weren't a top five pick, even if they were drafted in the first round. I mean, look at Aaron Rodgers, look at Patrick Mahomes, look at Deshaun Watson. I'm not sure where Josh Allen was taken. He might have been he might have been up there. Um, but I know Rodgers wasn't, Russell Wilson wasn't, Deshaun Watson wasn't, Patrick Mahomes was number 10, so he didn't go top five either. The overwhelming majority of the best quarterbacks in the league were not a top three pick. I mean, we're looking at the top picks from the past couple of years, and other teams are trading them around. Jared Goff, Carson Wentz. Yeah, Mitch Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky, yep, Mitch Trubisky as well. Josh was taking seventh, so he wasn't a top five either. Right. I yeah, mean, still, still a very high pick, but he's not a top five pick. Yeah, and it wasn't a first round draft pick. Sorry, it was uh, the top five pick. Who hasn't has only two top five picks have won a Super Bowl in the last yep. forty four years. Uh, that's absolutely crazy. Absolutely, absolutely crazy. 
Guys, we want to thank everybody who is a part of the Deer Patch Nation Loyalty Club over at patreon.com slash DPN Sports. For only $5 a month, Connor and I record an exclusive webcast Sunday through Thursday. So if you like all the free content we offer here, can I suggest that you check out our Patreon page over at patreon.com slash DPN Sports. We don't have any tiers that we charge you for different levels of access. We have one cost. It's five bucks. You'll get five webcasts a week and you can participate in a Patreon exclusive live stream every second Friday. You can hang in the chat or you can join Connor and I on the screen and have a voice-to-voice conversation with us and the other Deer Patch Nation Loyalty Club members. But in order to get that content, you have to join the club. And you can do that by going to www.patreon.com slash DPN Sports. You can download the Patreon app and search up DPN Sports. And if you'd like to check it out, we've left the link to the Dear Pats Nation Patreon page wherever and however you're listening or watching. Connor, I thought we had a great time on the live chat Friday night, the exclusive live chat. We did. We always do. There was actually a nice debate going on there about Cam Newton. It was and highly, would... highly anticipated. And yet again, you and I didn't really have much to say. We just let everybody no. else go. Yep, we're we're more the moderators. It's basically the exact opposite of the show. We let the chat talk, and it's it's the uh, the other way around. So make sure you go check that out over on Patreon. Visit RockyMountainBarber.com and get all the products you need to take care of your hair, beard, and skin. Get their small batch, all-natural beard bombs and oils, pre-shave oils, lotions, hair products, razor blades, and so much more. Visit Rocky Mountain Barber Company and use the promo code RAYROUTE and save 5% off all your orders. Get your small batch hygiene products at RockyMountainBarber.com. All right, Connor, it's time to start exploring this whole Tom House saying that the perfect storm for Newton to excel this season. But before we get into the comments, let me ask you, does Tom Brady's throwing coach saying it's the perfect storm for Cam to excel give you any more confidence heading into this season? A little bit. Not an overwhelming amount. It's it's like a lot of things. It's like just a little bit of like added not motivation, but like added comfort that it's coming from Tom Brady's throwing coach that he believes in Cam Newton. Obviously, that's a good thing, but it's not a make or break thing for me when I look at it. But it, it, it's very true what he said. I mean, the perfect storm kind of went in the opposite of Cam Newton's direction last season. If the perfect storm goes in the right way this year, I mean, it's it's kind of somewhat like luck. If everything goes right for Cam this year, they're absolutely going to make the playoffs. And you it's also, I mean, not everything is luck. It comes down to him executing talent, you know, fixing his mechanics, just being an overall better quarterback. But also that's just like the perfect storm of everything going right as well. All right. So over on the YouTube community page, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, we sent out the following question. We said, Tom Brady's throwing coach Tom House is the perfect storm for Patriots quarterback Cam Newton to excel in 2021. What do you think of the comments? And do you have faith in Cam this year? If you'd like to participate in these, make sure you check out our YouTube community page. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Dear Pats Nation. Follow us on Instagram at Dear Pats Nation. Go to Facebook.com slash DPN Sports. Follow Connor and I. I'm at Ray. I'm at DPN underscore Ray. Connor's at Connor Commentary. We share these questions you can weigh in so let's start on the community page king cato says no house is stirring the pot i saw mick homer put up a projected stat for this season that i expected from him last year at most i expect him to be a top 26 passer in 2021 ray's sleepwalking could have been could have an equally productive year under center as a passer <laughs> mond and lance <laughs> might be popular but jones fields trask book Zach Thomas, this draft for Dustin Crum in 2022 are still the guys I'd watch. 
Connor, right. what is your response to Joe basically saying me sleepwalking would be a better passer than Cam Newton and him having him as a top 26? Are you open to signing with the Patriots as a sleepwalking quarterback? I mean, I'm not opposed to you getting in there in the mix. I think if Cam Newton plays the way he did last season, then we, we'd be better off going with you if you're open to that. I'm a little bit concerned about trying to compete with Jake Delegata, to be honest with that's you. That's a good point. That's a good be- point. So that's that's my biggest concern. Also, I just wonder, like, getting sacked when I'm asleep, will that wake me up? <laughs> will that, am I at risk of having a heart attack? But, I mean, that's again, true. if people were to say to you the Patriots don't have a quarterback, you could say, well, Ray, the sleepwalking quarterback is on the team. Well, and also, in, in all fairness, with how good this team I expect them to be, I think that somebody could go out there and sleepwalk and they could be the top 26. They could be the 26th best quarterback in the league. <laughs> I mean, the defense is going to be excellent. The special teams is going to be elite, and they have a ton of weapons out there with an awesome offensive line with a team that's going to run the football first. The quarterback is obviously the most important position in football, but with the way that the Patriots are constructing this team, you can have, like we said a bunch of times, Cam just has to be good. He has to be above that 26th. If he's at 26th like he was last season, I still think they improve from the 7-9 and nine record, but they might not be a playoff team. But it, it, it's also, they're not going through the quarterback this year. They're going to be a tough defensive team. They're going to run the football. They're going to play elite special teams. They have great weapons. So Cam's like a little bit less important at the same time. I think when we did the exercise, we had him rank 16th overall. Mm-hmm. That, w- that yep. was our overall ranking was 16th, I think, which, yeah. I th- which I think is which is 10 up from Joe. I think 26 is a is a little bit harsh, but I think 16th. He's definitely not a top 15 quarterback in my mind. Right uh, when you look at who's going to be starting this year, but I think sitting around that 16th, 17th, he he that's him. That's being good. That's being a good quarterback. It's not being great. It's not being spectacular. It's not carrying a team on your shoulders. It's being a good quarterback and letting the weapons around you perform. Right. And and there are some teams I look at where it's just like you can't possibly finish worse than them. I'm looking at the Bears. They're going to start Andy Dalton probably. You know what I mean? There's, there are teams out there that are just going to be the bottom of the barrel. So they should easily be able to come up with the 26th spot. But I think he only really needs to be around 16th. If he can be the 16th best quarterback overall, the Patriots are probably going to go to the playoffs. Bill Meehan says second year actual targets and healthy go cam. All right, I like that. Second year, better targets, healthy cam. These are all these are all things going towards that uh, perfect storm. Psychotropny lactin. I know I messed yes. that up. No excuses for Cam Newton or Belichick this year. I completely agree. Sarah said that a couple of days ago. No, this is the year of no excuses. So if they don't execute, this is on all of them. It's on Josh McDaniels as well. Who's on a hotter seat? Cam or Bill? I've said this before. I think with the fan base, like Bill's going to be on a very hot seat, but like in actual reality, I don't think Bill Belichick's on a hot seat at all. I think he can have a poor season. They can not make the playoffs and they can go seven and nine or seven and 10 again. And Robert Kraft's not going to fire him. I think if Cam Newton comes out and plays the exact same way that he played last season, he might not even be able to get a backup job next year. It could literally be the last year that he plays in the league because nobody might even want to take a chance on him after that. I think when we talk about whether or not Bill could be on the hot seat, that's all going to depend on what he does in the draft this year. I think if he doesn't take the future quarterback or not give Jared Stidham a chance, if Cam Newton does suck, then Bill will be on the hot seat. If the Patriots are no good this year because of Cam Newton, and this is just all hypothetical what-if situations, but if they're not good this year because of Cam Newton, 
I think if there's a future quarterback like a Kellen Mond or maybe one of those top fives in the wings or he plays Jared Stidham and Jared Stidham shows, hey, with another year under his belt, he could be a good quarterback. Yeah, under the fan base, there's going to be some hot seat. But I think and within the Patriots organization, more particular with Jonathan and Robert Kraft, I think that Bill Belichick will be able to keep course. If he doesn't solidify the quarterback position this year and Cam Newton sucks and Jared Stidham sucks, I'm not saying he's going to be fired after this season, but I think that Robert's going to have a serious conversation with Bill. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think it'll definitely start to grow, but I think Cam's more playing for the his his life. He's playing for his future right now. If he has another bad season, he's going to be, what, 33, 34, whatever it's going to be, and he's coming off of a year that he didn't play because he was injured, and then he'd have two seasons coming back playing with the Patriots, which is obviously one of the most respected teams. Josh McDaniels, I know we harped on him last season, but he's still a very highly respected offensive coordinator. They have a ton of weapons, so I think if he doesn't succeed this season, a lot of teams are just not even going to be interested in him. Okay, let's do this comment, and then after that we'll go to the chat. Across the Pond says, somehow, someway, we need to bring in competition or a solid backup in case things go wrong. Otherwise, I'm fine with him starting this year, but he limits the team's upside in the long term. I don't disagree at all. I don't think, at least on this channel, even even with Sarah, I don't think any of us have said that Cam Newton is the long-term solution for the Patriots. I think Sarah said if he plays really well this year, maybe they give him a few more years. But at least for the duo of Connor and I, you know, the, the, but I don't know what you call us, the, the founders or whatever. I believe from us, we say we don't believe that he's the future of the team. I think Connor and I are both not only comfortable, but hopeful that this will be Cam Newton's final season with the Patriots. Hopefully he leaves with a ring, but hopefully this is his final year and the Patriots' future quarterback is 2022. Right. Absolutely. And that's why I'm hoping that they do draft the quarterback in the first two rounds in the draft. And I, I don't necessarily care who it is. I've been saying all along, like, I, I'll let Bill Belichick decide who it is, who he wants to be the quarterback of the future. But I don't want to just keep going in this, you know, quarterback purgatory where it's like Cam Newton or next season we're in the exact same spot where we need to sign, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick or another like low level veteran and keep doing the same exact thing. So I'm hoping they can have Cam Newton for this season and prepare for next season as well at the same time. Yeah. Um, NFL Talk says, Ray, I promise you that no one buys anything from your commercials except maybe the merch and Ross. No offense, but just putting it out there. What I'll tell you is, is our analytics tell you that, no, more people buy the merch, more people buy the commercials and buy the ads. That's why Manscaped just gave us a guarantee. Again, you're talking shit. Again, you just talk, 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 and then say, why do you block me on Twitter? It's time to unblock me. This is why. McChicken, block him. I'm done with him commenting on the channel. He's done. For for every analytical standpoint from every podcast, I think even if you look at it from like a 1% thing, we probably get two to 4,000 views on everything. 1% is 20 to 40 people. Yeah, I'm just, you know what? He's a bad troll. He's, he's yeah. a bad troll. I, and Call me an idiot. I'd rather you call me an idiot. I'm just done with this kid. Yesterday he said that uh, Julian Edelman is overrated. Yeah, so Julian Edelman's overrated. Just, just uh, He's just an absolute piece of shit. Not a good, not a good start. Not a good All start right. with the comments section. Let's go to the comments. <laughs> Speaking of the comments section... Ross sent us a super sticker. Thanks, Ross. Appreciate it. No comment, just the sticker there. Um, We have another one here from King Cato 21. 
Ray, you can only go to one. Is it a NHL or CFL game? That's a good question. You don't watch hockey. I don't watch hockey either, right? Or uh, the dollar so, store. Or the dollar store. Walmart. <laughs> uh, probably hey. a CFL game because I like, I pref- you know, I prefer football over hockey. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. Hey, in all fairness, there's some entertaining things to be seen at Walmart, at least here in America. Yeah, I'm not a hockey fan at all. I'd much rather go to a CFL game just for the fact that it's football. Uh, yeah. It's not the same as the NFL, but it's still football, and you have a few alcoholic beverages, and you have a good time. That's what it's all about. We got another one from Ross here. Thank you, sir. He says, no matter what news comes going, worst-case scenario, no one is going to negotiate or the cost will be way too high. Be ready for the two-year Mond project. That's so a I good think, point. So yeah, I think he's referring to trading up, right? Yeah. So obviously it's going to be very high. We've looked at that. We've seen like the uh, the potential scenarios where if they moved up to number four, it looked like it was going to cost like three first-round picks or two first-round picks and a second and a third or Stefan Gilmore is going to have to be in there. So it's it's definitely a high price if you're going to move up that high. I'm not discounting the Patriots moving up that high. Again, because I didn't discount the Patriots, or I discounted the Patriots having the kind of offseason they did in free agency. But I, if they make that move, I don't think it's going to happen until the draft. So that does put them at risk because if Atlanta does move on from the pick prior to the draft and the Patriots are now looking at their only option probably being the Bengals, again, <laughs> then it's what quarterback is left over and do they believe in that quarterback? San Francisco really screwed things up by trading up to that number three spot. Right. Yeah. Cause now we know the first three picks are going to be quarterbacks. Well, especially since San Francisco was a team that maybe in January, we didn't have pegged as a quarterback needy team. Right. And be moving up to three, they didn't move up to get Kyle Pitts. They moved up to get a young quarterback, which means like it, it just added another team to the mix. But then at the same time, Carolina was a quarterback needy team in our mind. But now with the Sam Darnold trade, I don't see it. Yeah, me, me neither. Me neither. Um, we got one here from Eric, Super Patriot. He says a better defense will help to get with, help with getting turnovers. That's a very good point. Turnovers are important because of field position. Right. This way, Cam Newton doesn't have to drive down the field and try to make up 80 yards, 85, 90 yards, which, yeah, is concerning for me from time to time, you know? Um, but I think that at the end of the day, uh, yeah, I, I, I truly prefer that, that the Patriots get turnovers and, and go that way. Just with the defense being general, uh, better in general, even outside of the turnover effect, they're just going to give the offense more opportunities as well, just by making more stops. So that's it's going to help as well. Yeah. All right, Mister Noodle sixteen sixty four says, "If Bill is sacked, he just retire." So yeah, he's saying yeah. If Bill's in, if Bill's in the hot seat, he might just retire. And I think Kraft, after everything, would give him that option. Me too. Do you yeah. want to retire? Unless Bill wants to be like, no, fire me so I can go to another team and prove you wrong. Like, yeah, maybe I, he's going to co-coach the Buccaneers. But he's going to be 69 years old this year. Right. right? So I that know. means he'd he's be 70. 70. Yeah. Does he want to go to a brand new team at 70 years old? Right. No. If I was him, I'd probably retire at that point. But would he do like a Tom Coughlin and try to take like a senior management position somewhere like Coughlin did with the Jaguars before he got fired and things went all crazy. Like, could you see him being coming like the vice president of football operations? 
Maybe. I I feel like Bill Belichick and Tom Brady, both when they're done with football, are both just going to walk away. I don't know. I've always felt like that. I don't see them really doing anything else. Like, I don't think Tom's going to be a coach or anything like that. And I don't think Brady, I mean, Belichick's going to turn into a scout or like anything outside of a coach. I don't know. I think that I think that he's going to walk away in the next couple of years. Brady's going to walk away in the next couple of years, and they're both just going to be done. All right, next one here. Lauren Pearson says, I think we're going to the playoffs. I agree. I think the Patriots are going to the playoffs as well. I think they could be a playoff team. We shall see. Football time says Cam now's the system. He has weapons. He has two good tight ends. If he does not do good, he's going to be a backup probably. If he wants to be a backup, I think if he does poorly, that just he could just that could just be it for him. Right. I mean, I, I can't see a lot of teams being interested in him if he has another poor season, even to bring him in as a flyer for a backup. I could see it being like a Tim Tebow thing where he's just kind of non-existent pretty soon. But right, we'll see. All right, let's take a break here for a second. Guys, there are different ways that you can support Deer Pats Nation, but the only way you can do that in style is by visiting the Deer Pats Nation merch shop, where according to these analytics, we have sold over 300 items in the last 30 days. And I don't think that's just Ross. So thank you to everybody who's buying this stuff. And NFL Talk... <laughs> head on over yeah. to teespring.com slash store slash dpn and when you're there you can get your hands on some of the newest dpn apparel including our exclusive no sources t-shirt that is only available until april 30th but you can get yourself tons of other t-shirts hoodies and coffee mugs over at the deer patch nation merch shop by visiting www.teesprings.com slash store slash dpn for your convenience we've left the link to the merch store in the description wherever you are listening or watching this show and i think i should make things clear i talked about me and ryu going at it last night i don't ryu doesn't piss me off ryu and i had a disagreement he called me an idiot i didn't like yeah. it I wrote it back, but it is what it is. We get trolled all the time. I think you and I have fun with the trolls, especially, you know, Mr. Snoop A and all those kind Mr. of people. Mr. Snoop A. Uh, NFL talk is just, uh, he's just annoying. And, and I blocked him on, on Twitter because all I do is get nonsense from him all day. Things like Julian Edelman is overrated. You know, one of the greatest patriots of all time. Julian Edelman is overrated. That's what that kid said. I wouldn't even finish reading his comment after I read that. Um, just a bunch of stuff. He's just annoying. He pisses me off. He, he has nothing of value to bring to the conversation, even in a troll type of way. So I want to make that clear to everybody. We don't block a whole lot of people. We block you. If you say, you know, inappropriate things, highly offensive stuff, not necessarily towards us, but highly offensive that society would say is highly offensive. And if you spam the chat, which NFL talk does with nonsense and, uh, I've just had enough. So anybody who wants to sit there and be like, oh, don't see anything bad about Ray, I'll block you. It's not going to happen. Troll me. Troll me all you want. Connor, if you want to put troll stuff up, put troll stuff up. Fair some enough. guy, you know, some guy was calling me fat yesterday. I said, I don't know why you're saying that. Like, it's like you, nobody knows it. <laughs> 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 I mean, all you got to do is watch the screen. It's clear that I'm fat. Um, let's look at Twitter. We put the same question out on Twitter. Uh, Wardell season just said simply, no, he does not have faith in Cam, which we, right. ex we should expect that some people won't. That's understandable. I mean, I don't. I understand when people say that they don't. I'm not like against it. I mean, yeah. I, I'm. I want to give him a second chance. I want to see what he can do. Obviously, this year we said this is the year of no excuses. But if people don't really have a lot of faith, I, I get that. <coughs> Talk. Yes, 
So for people on the podcast, uh, Ray's is coughing here. So we'll, okay. we'll you good? We'll see what Cam does, though, man. I, I think he is going to take a step forward. The team as a whole is just a they're better at every position. I don't think there's a single position out there where they've digressed. They've improved all all around as a team. I choked on my coffee. Yeah, it's not it's not good. Not good. Went down the wrong tube. Uh Justin's uh, yeah, anyways, I'm not I don't really have high faith in Cam Newton. I have some faith in Cam Newton, but not high faith in Cam Newton. So uh Justin says, I have faith. F it. What other choice do we have? That's probably where I sit right now. I have faith because he's the only option. You right. know, and and I really hope that he that he, you know, that the weapons do make a difference. I think that's where I sit. What do you think about that comment? Yeah, I mean, I completely agree. If you're a Patriots fan, how do you not just try and go forward and, and fruit cam on and hope that he does the best? I mean, this is this is where we're at. This is who the this is who very highly probability is going to be the opening day starter. This is who we're going to see in September on in week one. How can you not have faith in the guy and hope that he does the best that he can? Hope and hope that the team improves. Paul says yes, and I did before this announcement. All right, Paul. All right. Michael says, will Cam be better? Hate to start with, can't be much worse, but (laughs) yes. He and Olsen were great in Carolina, a two A-list tight ends. Yes. Expect to convert a lot of more third and fives, not to mention a lot more touchdowns. So he's trying to take the thing like, it can't be worse than last year. And with the weapons they gave him, it's got to be better. And I can't disagree with that. Right, right. And that's what I was just saying before. I mean, the entire team at every position has improved. I think the offensive line's gotten better. I think, obviously, the wide receivers, the tight ends are better. The defense is better. I, everyone has a second year together. I mean, there's there's just an improvement in every, every aspect of the game. Kenneth, by the way, who's starting his own podcast for the Patriots at nice. Pat's Ken, his Twitter handle is at Pat's fan Kenneth. He's from Denmark. He just had a whole lot of features done on him in the newspaper and, and good for him. Uh, Robert, nice. Robert Kraft sent him a letter and thanking really? him. Or no, Bill Belichick sent him a personal letter and autographed picture thanking him for being a fan. And Robert Kraft wow. made a video. So we are going to have him on the show Congrats, soon to, to uh, pitch the new podcast soon. Uh, but he kind of thinks like me and Michael. He says, I have faith. What other choice do we have? Right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's what we were just saying. I mean, why why not have faith in the guy and hope that things go right? So I think I found a Sarah fan. Jim says, agreed. The people that think he's trash have zero perspective. Not Sarah or not at Marsh XO. She knows what's up. At Tom House Sports knows talent and recovery. Wow. People will, there are a lot of people who will go bonkers over the comment. (laughs) (laughs) Do you agree or disagree? I mean, we'll we'll see. I'm not overly hard on Cam, but I'm not overly like optimistic either. I understand he had a bad season last season. So I I see both sides of the coin, but I I think he'll get better. I I don't know how much it means that Tom Brady's quarterback coach says he's going to get better. I mean, I think that's a very minor thing, but it's obviously good that he said that. Ross says Cam is improving this 2021 season and for four reasons. One, from April 2019 to August 2020, Cam didn't play or practice due to injury and free agency. Two, tight end wide receiver core is far more talented and diverse compared to 2020. Three, had year to gain chemistry with team playbook and coaches. Four, defense improved. Yes, 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 and yes. I agree with all four of those facts. Um 
that's that's why I think I will be shocked if Cam Newton doesn't at least take somewhat of a step forward and improve. I would be shocked if they finish worse than seven and nine. Um, I, I think they're going to be just all around better, Cam Newton included. Tom says, I'm hopeful, but it won't look like Brady, regardless of the coaching. Different skill sets, but he played well in some of the early games, so why not hope? Yeah, no no one's going to look like Tom Brady. That's just never going to happen. I mean, he he's a generational talent, but... I I think that we don't we don't need to expect to have another Tom Brady, and I don't think they need that in order for them to be competitive this season. They just need a quarterback who's good, doesn't turn the football over, makes throws when he needs to. That's going to win games for the Patriots all year long. Yeah, and we talked about this on Patreon Friday night on the live chat, and we talked about how we talked about how I think Patriot fans we need to get over the fact that Tom Brady's not here, yep. and we have to get over it because he's not. Yep. I think it's it's okay to be you know upset. It's okay to say I still love Tom Brady. That's not what we're getting at. But I think what we're getting at is yo, Tom Brady's not here. We need to learn to survive without Tom Brady. So exactly. yeah, it's it's a weird one. Yeah, it's 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 time to move on. There's no more Tom Brady. And then Rhino just put a gif of Hulk Hogan and says, "Yeah, brother." Nice. Thank you, Rhino. Appreciate uh, that. All right, let's grab a couple from the chat here. All right, eh? We got one here from Sarah Paulson says, "Who do you want us to draft at fifteen if all the quarterbacks are gone?" Mika Parsons for me, linebacker, nice. High Towers eventual replacement. Give him a year with what should be a great linebacking core to learn how to be an NFL player. He can play limited. He can learn how to be a professional, and then they have their future linebacker for years to come. Yep, there's a bunch of them for me. I like Mika Parsons. Obviously, he looks like a beast. Um, I like Kyle Pitts. I don't think he's going to be there at 15. Uh, Waddle, obviously, if they can get a high-end wide receiver like that, that'd be awesome. And I'm not opposed to them at 15 if all the quarterbacks are gone. Moving back, try and grab a couple more draft picks, and then you can get somebody in the second round. So I wouldn't be opposed to that either. I think they're going to have a lot of good options with that first-round pick. Yeah, me too. Let's see. We have one here from Pat Riley. He says, I agree with the Brady curse comment. No one survives a horrible personal decision like getting rid of Brady before age 50. So there's been a lot of people saying that the Patriots are now going to be, it's like the curse of the Bambino. It's now going to be the Brady curse, right? The Patriots are going to, it's going to take another 100 years for the Patriots to win a Super Bowl Mm. because of the Tom Brady curse. The curse of the Bambino worked out well for my generation because then the Red Sox have won four World Series. And since the year 2004, so if the Red Sox, I mean, the Patriots can end up winning four uh, Super Bowls in like a hundred years. Year. Well, after that, after that, that thing there, it turned out pretty. I well. don't even know if my grandchildren will be alive in a hundred years. You know, that's uh, a good problem. Well, that would, that would all depend on a lot of things, actually. Yes, very, very much so. Although the life expectancy is going to get pretty long, I imagine. But I, I I don't know. Brady's not going to play till 50 either. He's 43. I think he plays two more seasons. He's done at 45. And I think the Buccaneers are kind of selling out right now to win. And in the long run, three, four years from now, I think the Buccaneers are going to be completely irrelevant. And I think the Patriots are still going to be like a good team for a long time to come. Is this your boy? Who? Pat Riley? Is that him? No, I don't, I don't know who Pat Riley is. Oh, okay. I've seen him in the chat before, I think, but I don't know him personally. Have you reached out to Ben yet? You want me to text him again? Have you reached out to the Fantasy Wolf? 
the fantasy wolf. I talked to him. Why did we want him to come on? Yeah, he'll come. He'll come on. Yeah, get the fantasy wolf on. I think hundred percent. He'll definitely come on. Great conversation. I will. I will text him right after this. Ben's probably sleeping. I know Ben is an insanely early riser, like bizarrely early. I think he gets up like four in the morning. Try to uh, try to set up the fantasy wolf for next week. All right, I got it. Sunday or yeah, Sunday. That's the only days we're by ourselves, right? So yeah. Sunday. Try next to set up Sunday, next so a week from today. Yeah, yeah. We make it happen. All right. Let's see here. Um, oop, I have one. I just missed. All right, we'll go to we'll go to Lawrence Owen here. He says, "Come to find out, a NFL talk was a Connor commentary burner just to get a reaction out of Ray and Ray's viewership." <laughs> This is not because he started commenting on my Connor commentary stuff very recently. Who did? Uh, NFL Talk. Oh, so that's not your burner account? It's not my burner account. No, I got to get a burner account. What I'm an old do? man, man. I'm a boomer. I didn't even know burner accounts existed. What are you doing recently. on Connor commentary? Nothing. <laughs> I'm just, oh no, he started commenting on like episodes from like three months ago recently. Oh, talking shit? Um,. I don't know what he was saying. I'll have to go back and look, but probably, probably. I think he tries to play the two of us against each other. Probably. Like we care what he does with his life. Mm. Do you care? Do you think about NFL talk outside of this show? I don't think about many people. Do you I'm even think about me outside busy. of this show? I'm I'm very busy, man. That's him saying no. Means he has yeah. no thoughts, no thought process whatsoever about me. But I have no thought process in general. I have very few thoughts. I love you. I am a man of man of little thought. I think everyone that watches the show should know that, right? I love you. I love you so much. This is why I love you. Next. <laughs> Next, Mark Laurie here. Imagine having two bad seasons, one not being your fault, where the rug's pulled from under your feet and you have to scramble to put things together. That's an excellent point. Last season, a lot happened. Um Brady, obviously, the generational quarterback for 18, 19 seasons left. They had no cap space. Cam Newton came in on a very short contract. He was injured. They didn't have a lot of time to put anything together because of the COVID that came out of nowhere. No one was expecting that, obviously. It was a lot. There was a lot going on. It was. Uh, we got a couple comments on Instagram, too, that I want to get to. All righty. Okay, I'm going to do my best here. Hennef Peace. God Universal Uniki 7. Okay. Says, says yep. <laughs> Cam's going to ball out. Uh, we are quitting him and saying regurgitating comments due to one year. We are stacked. Look at what he was stacked against. Yep. Yeah. I mean, there was a lot against everybody last season. I mean, I guess obviously it goes both sides. I know Summer was on here saying, um, that Tom Brady never had any of that stuff either, but I, 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 I hate that comment. And I said that I hate that comment because Tom Brady, if you, if you say that Tom Brady and Cam Newton are the same level, that totally disregards what can what Tom Brady is as a quarterback. Right. And to say like, well, look, Tom Brady did it. Why couldn't Cam Newton says it? That means that you're saying Cam Newton and Tom Brady are the same level quarterback and always have been. Yes, that's very true. They're not in even the same stratosphere obviously no they're lucky to be in the same league right and that's not a knock on cam right no i know that's where i i regard brady in his overall you know status as a quarterback for his career yep okay love vibration nation wrote a little bit of a book here nice he says honest take here the spoiled fans of new england not the true ones i promise you i didn't write this this is love vibration nation 
The spoiled fans of New England, not the true ones, wrote Cam and Belichick off after Cam got COVID and was affected by that, plus the lack of weapons and questionable play calling by McDaniels. It was a miracle that the team, as it was compromised or comprised, went seven and nine, and it's almost went 11 and five. This is a new year. Doubters better back up and watch what we have now. Potentially dominant defense and much improved offense that will be able to punch any defense in the leg in the league in the mouth. With a perfect blend of smash mouth football and play action with two top flight tight ends and some deep stretch plays with our wide receivers. Yes, I would say it's realistic to be opportunistic. By week four, it should all be gelling together. That's how all of Belichick's teams are. Slower out of the gates because the system is being learned on both sides of the ball. Week five, we put the gas all the way down and see what we have under the hood. Let's go. That is a very good point. The Patriots have also been very good in December. So it's like, as he was saying, as the year goes on, they just build and they start to get better. Um, I I think that's hopefully what's going to happen. I mean, we've also talked about the perfect storm. That's the perfect storm. The team really starts to gel. They really start to get going and they end up in the playoffs. So we did ask people today a Red Sox questions. We did. And we asked, uh, which minor leaguer do you want to see the Sox call up? We didn't get any comments on the YouTube uh, community page, which doesn't shock me at all. Well, we got one. It's a Donnie O'Donnell, but I, I don't. I think nice. he's retired. Oh yes, yep. <coughs> Excuse he's me. He's not coming back up. Raise coffin. He'll be back. Ever since I choked on that coffee, it's like it's triggered my smoker's cough. Oh boy. Um, but we did get some YouTube or some Twitter comments and an Instagram comment as well. Glenn Swan says Tanner, is it Hoke? Hook? Hauk? Tanner Hewick, I think. Hewick. There you go. Yeah. Tanner Hewick. What do you think of Tanner Hewick? I think he's going to be a stud. I don't think he belongs in Worcester at all. He's been very good anytime he's been up in the MLB. So I don't know why they've put him back down there. I, I think it's actually counterproductive because he's playing with lesser competition when he can when he's shown he's already fully capable of competing at the MLB level. So him going backwards, I don't I don't like it. Should he be up instead of Richardson? At this point, yeah. I mean, based on the small sample size that we've seen, he's much better. He was good at the end of last year, too. He came up at the end of last season. Anybody who was still watching when the Red Sox were really bad and the season was completely over, they brought him up, and he pitched great last year as well. Then the few starts, he had one start, and then they pitched him out of the bullpen. He was fantastic as well. Matt says Downs and Duran. Is that right? Duran? Yeah. Duran should be up by the end of the summer, but they're not ready yet. Yeah, those are two guys who look pretty good in spring training and I think are going to be good prospects for the future, but I think that they should probably still be playing in AAA, at least as of right now. Uh, my Patriots updates really got philosophical with this one and said, whichever one is good. That's an excellent point. That's uh, <laughs> that's something I would thoroughly agree with. That's, See, that's a Connor analysis I, right I, there. I think he actually took that from me, so I won't charge him with plagiarism or anything. McChicken says Hewick. Am I saying that yeah. right? Hewick. Uh, Ross says, seems like there's potential here in Tristan Cassis. Is that it? Cassis? Yes. Yep. Yep. He could be good too. The thing with that one is the same thing as about Jeter Downs and Duran. I think that he's just right now that should, should keep building on all the momentum in AAA. 
And over on Instagram, Tyler Watts says, got to call up Chavez back yep. up and send Arroyo down, in my opinion. Also yep. could call back up uh, Hewick uh, and stupid how he was sent down. Yep. Yep. I agree. Michael Chavis was up just for last night. He played very lit- very sparingly. They pinch random in extra innings. He scored a run that ended up, I think, being the winning run technically. But it's, it's tough because right now they have Bobby Dawback and Christian Arroyo up. And they're struggling. I mean, I like both of them. I like Dawback. I think he's going to be good. But they're also taking a roster spot for Michael Chavis right now, who is excellent in the preseason and has been in the MLB and has been pretty good in the past. So if these guys are going to struggle, I mean, how much longer do you make Michael Chavis play down? Yeah. All right. Let's uh, wrap this up with some chat questions. All righty. We got a uh, donation here from King Cato. Thank you, Joe. He says Cam would be a good backup for Nubo's Ravens. <laughs> Joe he hates really, Cam Newton, right? He is really not on the Cam Newton train, though, eh? Ugh, no, Joe, no, no. I don't think he was last year too. He was really all season pushing for Jared Stidham. Yeah, and the fact that he thinks that Cam Newton's going to be the twenty sixth best quarterback in the NFL just shows that <laughs> right. he, he doesn't think that he's going to be. Doesn't think that he's going to be I successful. Don't, I don't think Cam would even get the opportunity to be the 26th best quarterback because I think by week four or five, if he was doing that poorly, they'd pull the they'd pull him out, and he wouldn't even have enough games to be really ranked. Ranked, yeah. Joe Nubo or Jose, as he's going by now, going by his his real name uh, over at the Nubo Podcast. Uh, he loves Cam Newton. He was actually saying like he hated that he was a Patriot because he had to kind of cheer for the Patriots because of Cam Newton. All right. Hey, if he wants to come over and cheer for the Patriots, I'm all for it. No, no, he wasn't cheering for the Patriots. He was cheering for Cam Newton. Okay, so he wants him to do well and the Patriots still lose? Kind of like how you were cheering for Tom Brady, but not the Buccaneers. Touche. The, the Buccaneers right, just fair. happened to win Yep. because Tom Brady won. Uh, all right, all right. That's were you fair. cheering for Gronk too, or were you only cheering for Brady? Eh, I wasn't like opposed to Gronk. I was more indifferent to him. Were you cheering I- for Antonio Brown, Patriots legend? <laughs> not really no not really i'm not so that big of an antonio brown you, fan you don't have fond memories of that miami game i actually do i mean i remember That's watching that game I, I have i have extremely fond memories of that game i remember they had julian edelman antonio brown and josh gordon at that time and i was like oh my goodness this offense is going to be Philip Dorsett was the number four. I was like this offense is going to be fantastic like look at this wide receiver core i have very fond memories of that game it was week two, right? It was week two, yeah. And they, they, to start the game, Brady threw like four passes to Brown on the first drive. Yeah, the Patriots won 43 to nothing. Yep, 43 to nothing. <laughs> Tom Brady went 20 for 28 for 264 yards and two touchdowns. Yep. Sony Michelle ran the ball 21 times for 83 yards, averaging four yards per carry. Burke had five times for 21 yards. James White three times for 10 yards. Uh, Antonio Brown ran the ball once for five yards. He had four receptions for 56. Edelman, four for 51. Uh, Antonio Brown also added a touchdown to that. Yep. Burkhead went two for 47. Philip Dorsett went three for 39. Matt Lacoste went two for 33. James White Ooh. went three for 19 in a touchdown. Josh Gordon went two for 19. That was yeah. probably the best tight end performance in the past two years. Yeah, it must have been. This game was great, though. You look at defensively. Jamie Collins, two interceptions and half a sack. Adam Butler, two sacks. Chase Winovich, a sack and a half. Devin McCourty, an interception. 
Danny Shelton a sack, Michael Bennett a sack, John Simon a sack, Stephon Gilmore interception. Yeah, they beat the absolute breaks off of Ryan Fitzpatrick. I think they ended up having to take him out of the game. Jake Bailey, three punts, 144 yards, three with inside the 20. Wow. Absolute stud. Gunnar Osheski, three punt returns for nine yards. All right. Steven, up a couple yards. Steven Gostowski. Ooh. One for two. Yeah. With a long of 28. Yeah. Nick Folk wouldn't been two or two. Scored seven points that game. Nice. All yeah, right. that was a that was a beatdown. Let's get to another chat. All right, we got a donation here from Ross. It says for another lost soul, do you see BB grabbing uh, OT in the first round if they can't draft a QB shades cam will become super cam again this season market so I don't think there is overtime in the draft no I'm just kidding I'm not <laughs> um, I don't know I, would it shock me if he took an offensive tackle in the first round no it wouldn't shock me at all especially if he, if he trades down at a, out of 15 into the 20s expect a defensive tackle or an offensive tackle that's my my prediction uh, it wouldn't shock me. I do hope he goes defense. I do hope. I really want a defensive tackle who can get pressure up the middle. That's like, I want our Aaron Donald. I want our DeForest Buckner. I want somebody who can really get a lot of pressure up the middle. Kind of like what we just saw, like Adam Butler, two sacks. I want somebody, some interior pressure getting to the quarterback. But right. would I be shocked? No. Um, as for Super Cam, let's see. Hey, I have him ranked as the 16th best quarterback in the NFL. Does that make him super cam? I don't know, but I think that makes him good enough to get the Patriots into the playoffs if he plays as the 16th best quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, and if he takes the Patriots to the playoffs, I will call him super cam again. Just like if he goes to the AFC Championship, Summers has to buy his jersey. And Connor will download the app. I will download the app. I'll download any app necessary if they make the playoffs. We got another donation here from Ross. He says, for a seal, why is Jake Delagala the future? What do you, is that a really a question? I mean, the guy's six foot seven. He has a cannon of the arm. He's the next Chad Kelly. I mean, he can run. He can throw. He can catch. He can play defense if they need him to. Heck, he could probably punt. Jake Delagala is the future. I also heard that he's next in line to take over for Belichick as well. There have been rumors about that, yes. He, he would be the first player coach I heard. Him and Nick Folk, I think, would kind of share duties. They <laughs> did. Co co head coaches Nick Folk and Jake Delegata. Yes, or Delegata. Delegata. That's, that's what I would be advocating for for sure. So, what's my role in the team as a sleepwalking quarterback? Sleepwalking quarterback. I think you'd probably replace Josh McDaniels as well, but kind of be quarterback slash slash offensive coordinator. Excellent, excellent, excellent. So we're gonna have two quarterbacks playing at the same time. Yep. A kicker calling the plays. Me calling the plays in my sleep. Hey, in, in, uh, what you you and um, Ben's co-host Mark, Mark suggested, right? Two quarterbacks. That's it. I can get Dondero on here. You he and Delagala. He can agree with me that this is the way to go. Sleepwalking yep. Ray and Jake Delagala. Delagala, whatever. His I'm name. I'm all for it. Okay, can we move on? Yes. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, got a donation here from CNS420. He says first round wide receiver, second round Kellen Mond. Hey, sure, I'm all for it. Zero issues with that move. Tell you that much. I think that's a good move. I don't see the wide receiver in the first round, but I have no issues with that move whatsoever. Absolutely. 
We got one here from Marcus Hanna. What up, Marcus? I feel like we haven't seen you in a while, buddy. Welcome back. Says, uh, by this time, title extremely agree. Totally agree with Cam Newton for 2021 LFG. I know you've always been a, a Cam supporter. Marcus has stayed true to Cam Newton, man. I appreciate that. I, I think he'll, he'll t- take a step forward for sure. My boy Marcus, a regular guest on the McCordy Twins podcast. Yes, sir. All right, we got one down here from uh, oh, Brett Gosselin. That's that's fine. No, no. Yeah, we'll go good. to that one. I hit that one. He said, uh, "Waddle could fall to us." I've heard that. I heard that a while ago. I'm not entirely sure if he will or not. If he's there, I wouldn't be opposed to Belichick taking him. I don't think he's going to take him, but I'm not opposed to him taking him. There is rumors that he was actually the better wide receiver out of him and Devontae Smith, and it was just injury kind of knocked Waddle back. I don't know. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying some of the things I've read. I also know that based on that you know, tweet we were talking about at the beginning about the top five quarterbacks, only two of them going to a Super Bowl, as he said, the draft is a crapshoot, and guys who could look it absolutely is. phenomenal in college can look awful in the NFL. Now, right. there are guys you don't take in the first round. Nikhil Harry is a guy you don't take in the first round. Yeah, You know, um, Jared Goff is a guy you don't take with the first or second overall pick. It's no, I'm just kidding on that one, but you don't take Nikhil Harry in the first round. Uh, Waddle's definitely first. If he falls and the Patriots take him, you won't see an objection here. Right. Yeah. And I, I want everyone to come out and say that if they want Waddle to be drafted, then afterwards, if he turns out to be like the next Nikhil Harry, we can't complain and blame Bill Belichick as much. Right. Oh, listen, there's a lot of people when Harry was drafted, um, NFL talk included, he was called something else at the time. Yep. Uh very, very happy about the Harry the Harry draft. And and I can go back and find the receipts if we need them. Right. The the draft is a crapshoot though. The the thing with the draft too is I feel like some of these guys, this is always just by my personal opinion, once they make the NFL, they've kind of made it. Like that's their biggest goal is to make it to the league. They want to become the NFL superstar. They want to get paid. It's like the drive. Like very few people I feel like have that drive to keep going, like the Tom Brady's, the Julian Edelman's, the to to keep grinding and become like a really good player in the league. I feel like some of these guys make it to the NFL and they've reached what they've looking to accomplish. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's do one more. All right, we got one right here from uh, Alex Mag- Maghori. It says, I'm a huge Devonta Smith fan. He's going to be huge in the league wherever he goes, stamp it. Can't I, argue I, with that. And he's yeah, not going to yeah. fall to 15. I think he's going to no. be Cincinnati Bengal, to be honest with you. Yeah. It's going to be Devonta Smith or Kyle Pitts are going to be, is going to be uh, a Cincinnati Bengal. I was just going to say the same exact thing. The Bengals are obviously solidified at quarterback. They need some some weapons. So if I'm the Bengals, I'm going after either Pitts or Smith. I also think Dallas is going to take either Devontae Smith, Kyle Pitts, or Waddle, depending who's available, so they can move on from Michael Gallup. Yeah, I don't I don't blame them there. He he didn't rise to the occasion at all last season. Okay, let's do one more since that wasn't really Patriots related. All right, let's see if we have something Patriots related here. Let me grab uh let me see. Matthew Parker, he says, I saw a really good analogy a few get few days ago. Cam used to be like Superman in Carolina, but didn't have enough help to win it all. Now he is Batman. He has the intelligence, but needs help. Hey, that's a good that's a good point. That's a good reversal. He has all the help he can get this season. First of all, Matthew Parker. Batman is the superior superhero in the Marvel DC universe in the comic book universe. 
There you go. No, I don't really know. I don't really watch <laughs> superhero stuff or read comic books. I just, I always, there's always arguments, Batman versus Superman, right? And they make yeah. a movie about it. I don't know. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Great analogy. I, I think that's a great analogy. Somebody sent me something about Iron Man the other two. And I'm like, guys, you got to stop sending me these comic book references. I don't get them. Um, even if they're movies, uh, is Batman. I thought Batman was like crazy smart and really good and, and um, beats, beats all the bad guys. I think so. Yeah. I think that's what he's saying. He has the intelligence now. He just needs the the help around him. But Superman is tougher. You can do it on his own. Yes. I think that's how it goes. Okay. So like, so Tom Brady is Superman. Cam Newton is Batman. Yes. Or I think Tom Brady's like both of them combined. Can you do that? Uh, I don't know. I probably not. So I guess he did. All right, everybody. That's all we got for you today. <laughs> we want to thank everybody who left their comments and joined the live chat, except for NFL talk. Thank you to everybody who listened to the podcast. We appreciate you as well. Make sure you tune into the no sources podcast tomorrow at 7 PM Eastern time. No, it's not tomorrow. There is no, no podcast tomorrow. I didn't write the copy tomorrow is the Kendrick Bourne film room that, uh, our boy Lawrence put together for us. Connor and I will be on at 9 p.m. Eastern time. I believe Tyson will be here with us for the Deer Pats Nation podcast. Until then, all I can say is, Connor, tell me about those Patriots. They're going to be as legit as the Red Sox, kid. Come on, let's go to the Blue Hotel. I want to live at the Blue Hotel. The podcast that goes everywhere the imagination dares. It's for the open-minded, the pleasure seeker. It's Jeff Woods with the new podcast about relationships and sexuality, theme-based with special guests, the Blue Hotel Hotline, and every episode climaxes with an adult bedtime story. Get a room and listen in at the Blue Hotel. Begins Friday, September 23rd. I'm Jeff Woods and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people, he, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all had. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast. Heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com.